Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, May the 12th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, the sixth Sunday of Easter, and on the Friday of the week, let's take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves back in the Gospel of John. We're going to jump forward to chapter 18, verses 15 through 21. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. John chapter 18, verses 15 through 21. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Because this other disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. However, Peter stood outside near the gate. Then the other disciple, the one known to the high priest, came out and spoke to the woman stationed at the gate, and she brought Peter in. The servant servant woman stationed at the gate asked Peter, Aren't you one of this man's disciples? I am not, he replied. The servants and the guards had made a fire because it was cold. They were standing around it, warming themselves. Peter joined them there, standing by the fire and warming himself. Meanwhile, the chief priests questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered, I've spoken openly to the world. I've always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews gather. I've said nothing in private. Why ask me? Ask those who heard what I told them. They know what I said. This is the word of God for us. One of the things that I learned along the way as I went to school at Sterling College and undergrad, but also seminary and beyond, is how it's important to read the Bible with the lens with Eastern eyes, not just Western eyes. I think um, there's a great podcast episode. It's I think it's episode zero of the Bama podcast. It might be worth listening to sometime if you have the time. I'll try to place it in the show notes. But uh, there, uh, Marty Solomon talks about the difference between reading the Bible with Western eyes versus Eastern eyes. Uh, Western being Western thought, Eastern, Eastern thought. And uh, I think just one of the ways to, to generally look at it is in the Western world, we tend to read something to get the facts from it. And uh, we find something credible or not, whether it's factual or not, right? It's not that Eastern folks aren't uh, also looking for facts. They are, but they're also reading a story for its significance, like a moral truth that's coming up to the, the, like the surface of the story that's bubbling up to the top, right? And so as we read through the Bible, particularly the the gospel narratives, we need to keep that in mind that we're not just uh, trying to establish, okay, what happened and why on these nights, particularly towards the end when Jesus is arrested, crucified, and raised, uh, because we want to establish that. We want to be able to confess and testify that this was a historical event. It really happened. Jesus really was crucified by Rome, handed over by uh, the Jewish leadership. And he really was, he really died and he did really was bodily raised. Like those are confessional things. It's the heartbeat of uh, the Christian story. And with those things established, we can say, okay, what else does this, does this story um, have to teach us? Okay. Not just establishing it as a past narrative, but what can we learn today? And I just love how John will juxtapose Peter's denial and what Peter is doing alongside what Jesus is doing. Um, 
and we get that we see it like it's so stark a split screen um, in these later parts of the gospels okay so peter um, has already shared that he's going to be with jesus to the end jesus has suggested that he's going to deny him three times this is something that the, the synoptics also establish as well but here we have like you know peter's first denial is right there i mean and like also not just like he's denying because he's uncomfortable he's around a bunch of strangers maybe in a, a potentially hostile moment peter's like warming himself by a fire that's been made for somebody else right but like since peter's there he's like i'm gonna go ahead and warm myself so it, i mean on the surface here not just looking at the data points but just in general like what's the the moral truth coming like peter represents this self-serving character right like he is protecting himself by lying that he knows jesus doesn't know jesus and then he's also warming himself by fire like totally looking for his own comfort and then we go right away we pivot to this point where you know, jesus is out in the open he's being openly questioned and his um his answer to this question right here at the beginning of his trial is is stunning right like he's saying you know, we don't have to meet in private for this matter. I've been teaching out in the open. You can get any of those people to corroborate the things that I've said. And so we got this interesting split screen here where as Peter is hiding and comforting himself, Jesus is exposed. He's out in the open and he confesses that his movement wasn't something that was in, you know, private uh, secluded rooms where you would need all these insiders to turn on Jesus as like informants. But Jesus is like, I did my ministry out in the open. I wasn't afraid of anything or anybody. I was doing the work of my father. Whatever he was doing, I was doing as well. Let's get this interesting thing here. And this, from this episode of the unfolding narrative, we see that like Peter needs help. Like He needs to be rescued. Like He is in complete dishonesty, whereas Jesus is in complete authenticity and honesty. Right. And so if our value is authenticity, then we see that Jesus is the Lord of authenticity in this moment, and Peter is under a bondage of being living of living a lie, and living a lie in order to protect himself. And I think this is something that is important for us here today. One of the values of our culture is authenticity, right? Like we love people who are real, and people who uh, we can just tell there's something about them, or they're putting on airs, or maybe they're only skin deep, or we know that they're like spinning something. Like not only do we like hold this person at arm's length, but like there's something like within us that has compassion for this person because like life would be so much better if they could just come out into the open, even though like the truth of the matter might be hard to deal with. We just know that um, there's might be like a free fall in their revealing of what's really going on, but there is going to be a grace. There's going to be a, a sense where they could be surrounded, and they could be set free, right? And the person that will set them free is Jesus because in a moment where Jesus could have ran for cover, he didn't, but he lived in authenticity. He lived out in the open. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture of what Easter is. Easter is a morning. It's like the sun is rising. The tomb is empty. Um, news is being spread rapidly, right? And there's a sense where like the story is opening up. It's not being constricted any longer. Like the speakers are out in the open and the dials are turned to the right all the way to tens. And this like the bass is loud and like it's beginning to invade all things. And it's because uh, freedom is being announced. And therefore, those of us who um, are in a place of hiding, where we're like concealing shame in our life, like we could actually bring it out into the open and we could receive restoration and healing because of it, right? So that's, that's the good news, that you and I can come into the light and that we can find our freedom there. 
So that's what I'm going to pray for this morning. As we continue our journey of discipleship on the path of Jesus, that we could say, you know, that, that sore spot in life, like I can be honest about that. And I can learn to tell of it because God is still seeking and saving. And he's still allowing people to come out into the open. That's what Peter's going to get to do towards the end of the gospel. For now, we have to see like how he's hiding in order for us to prepare for how he's going to seek his own freedom. So as we do so, may we seek our own freedom today. So those things in mind, let's pray to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice in your work in our lives, and we thank you that um, your move in our life is always towards freedom and restoration and hope. And uh, we just confess to you that at times we continue to hide. We uh, continue to be a little bit scared and nervous, uh, absolutely full of shame for some things that we've done in our life. But we thank you that your, that your love speaks a better word, and it gets the last word. And so we thank you for how you've transformed our lives thus far. We thank you that you're continuing to work in our lives, particularly as we invite you into it. And so we lay bare once more our hearts and our souls, and we ask that you would help us, that you would help us like you helped Peter towards the end of the story where he was able to come out of the darkness and into the light and receive freedom and restoration there. And so God, I just pray for all my friends and the When I Rise community. Pray that as we open up our hearts to you today, that we would hear uh, wonderful words of life and love um, that cause us to know and to be certain that uh, we're forgiven and free people. And we thank you for the promise that if we've been given the Spirit, that uh, we're co-heirs with Christ, that we're the children of God. We thank you for the freedom that that brings. And so, God, we just pray that you give us the power, that you'd also give us the courage to live into that freedom today. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.